What do you think about Norman? I think he is a very weak, confused boy. Easy for people to take advantage of. Is that what you feel I'm doing? I think you think you're helping, but that's your ego in action. want to know what's really wrong with Norman, you should talk to the person who knows him best. And that's you? Of course it is. I'm his mother. so good i've totally kept to myself all i've been thinking about is norman and getting him better i've been busy marrying you i haven't had time to piss anyone off i didn't get your name hogan chuck chick people call me chick chick i'm norma another thing about a shark <laughs> oh come on <laughs> How are you going to survive a shark attack if you can't listen? I will blow it out with a gas tank. I'll be fine. I hate to tell you, but uh, it was an oxygen tank. Oh. Yeah. How do you like the food here? Uh, food is all right. Not as good as at home. Is your mother a good cook? Oh, yes. Oh boy, is she the absolute best. Yeah, well, my brother hasn't always been the most reliable. Huh. Oh, is your, your brother? Well, that explains a lot. How do you feel now? How do you want me to feel? Do you think you can sit back down and finish our session? I could. Would you prefer me to lie down? You can if you like. It's a very vulnerable position. I can see the appeal. But I think I'd rather look you in the face. That is a shame. We need to break him. Of course, they didn't break any of the boring windows. Uh, unnecessarily mean. All right, welcome to Yes Mother, the podcast about the A&E show Bates Motel. Tonight, we are covering the episode Refraction, which is season five, episode five. I'm Where is my mind? I'm Sue. Where is my mind? Where is my mind? 
I almost said I'm Sue. <laughs> Did you hear that? Yes, I heard you hesitate. <laughs> but it's season oh. four, episode five. Oh, but I'm the worst. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> we can we can roll with it. <laughs> All right. Um, we're gonna be going over the episode now. This will be the recap. And we're just going to get right into it. We open with Romero and Norma cleaning up the living room. And Norma asks if they should be doing this. Maybe they should be dusting for prints. Romero says, they wore gloves. There are no prints. I love how he just... I know. (laughs) Trust me. I'm a a sheriff. (laughs) I can tell by the uh, (laughs) way they handled things that they wore gloves. (laughs) Um, Norma says, they, Romero says, they, he, she, whomever it was. Norma looks at her stained glass window and says, did they have to break my favorite stained glass window? That's mean. That's personal. What the hell, Alex? I've been so good. I've totally kept to myself. All I've been thinking about is Norman and getting him better. I've been busy marrying you. I haven't had time to piss anybody off. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that was great. (laughs) Then she asks if she if it could be Bob Paris. He says it's not because it's an amateur job. It's sloppy. She says it's pretty aggressive and Romero says it's about him. She asks why they would... Why? What did he do? And he says there were a lot of people in the drug trade that got rolled up in the DEA and he's trying to clean up loose ends and it pisses some people off. He says it's the hazards of marrying the sheriff. She asks if he is in danger and he says no. He says this is a nuisance, it's not a threat. He says he's sorry about the window, they'll get it fixed. He knows it's Rebecca. <laughs> oh yeah. Yes, at this point he definitely I think he knew I mean this is This is just like a few minutes later. Yeah. yeah. No time has been lost. Yeah. Um But yeah, I really tried to look around the room to kind of picture Rebecca in there just kind of flipping out and being jealous and petty. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, she just overturned things. She threw something. Who knows what she threw through the stained glass, but it's it's crazy. It's crazy, crazy business. That's not normal behavior. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> not at but all. But I. I do believe in her head she thought she was going there just to find the key, but I know that she was kidding herself when she was. <laughs> this is how I see it. <laughs> oh, exactly. Exactly. Is She was driven by it, but she's kidding herself that it was just about the key, and then when she got there and she didn't find it, that extra little level of frustration caused her to just flip out oh yeah and then just being in you know his new house with his wife you know yeah probably just too much set it off yeah so that's i think that's exactly i think she did go there for the key and then was just like screw this Mm -hmm. um next we see norma driving her mercedes into town and a car is following her i knew right away it was chick (laughs) like i saw the car and i was like yeah I never caught on to that at all, that he followed her at all. I oh, thought really? he just happened to be in the hardware store and he heard her say Norma Bates and that that was Dylan's mom Uh-oh. and that he saw an opportunity. Oh, uh-uh. He totally followed her. 
Often. It even shows it from his perspective when you see her like park and get out of her car. You're, it's like we're watching it from him's point of view. Interesting. Like through the car, you can you see uh-huh. the car windshield? Uh-huh. Oh, jeez, I am yeah. the worst. <laughs> <laughs> um. That's embarrassing. <laughs> Uh, okay, so the car is following her. She parks and goes into a hardware store. The car parks and watches her. She asks the worker there if they have a window guy that can fix her stained glass window. He says they don't, and she asks if she can leave her information with him and if he can ask around. Then we see Chick. He listens to Norma give the guy her information. And then we have <laughs> the opening sequence, and he's trying to be all, I'm just looking at these hammers. Or whatever. <laughs> I thought he really was. <laughs> Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Thought he had to fix some things that Caleb smashed. <laughs> <laughs> and he's finally feeling a little better to do it. Nope. And he hit a gold mine. Okay. What I I did notice that she wasn't at all taking out anything on this guy that worked there. But when he does, she does ask if he could write it down. She does. Did you notice she grabs the pen right off his shirt? No. (laughs) That's awesome. He's like, I'll write it down. And I can't remember now if she grabs the paper, but she just, he's got a pen like clipped on his shirt, you know, like the collar. She grabs it and puts it down in front of him. (laughs) (laughs) And it's almost funnier to me that she wasn't mad at him. She wasn't frustrated at him. But she does that. (laughs) That's just her. (laughs) It was was funny. (laughs) And I wonder if that was just a total Vera Farmiga being in character and just thinking, Norma would do this. Norma would grab that pen. <laughs> totally. Like, I'm not sure that was scripted. I like how she's it's changing amazing. the stations and puts it on the soft rock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Another Herb Albert song or something. <laughs> <laughs> He was on the Nerdist recently. <laughs> I was like, man, I really threw him under the bus. I was like, one hit wonder. <laughs> yep, that was a shameful time in our past. <laughs> Not our finest hour. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> um, next we see Norman talking with Dr. Edwards, and he is talking about the blackouts. He says he is really he's willing to try medication. He tells Dr. Edwards he made a mistake when he told him that his mother kills people. He says, My mother and I have a very typical teenage boy mother relationship, I think. Doctor Edwards asks how he likes the food there. Well, that was an interesting question. That was I know. What, and I know he had a reason to do it. Yeah. I think do you think he was Well, he was already talking about his mother, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. I think he wanted to explore this obsession with his mom. Yeah. <laughs> to see how he, and he, he fell right into it. He does, <laughs> yeah. Sure he said exactly what Dr. Edwards expected. Norman says it's it's all right, but not as good as home. Um, Dr. Edwards asks if his mother is a good cook, and he says, oh, yes. Oh, boy, she is the absolute <laughs> best. <laughs> 
Um, later in my notes, I just go with Dr. E, so I'm just going to call him Dr. E. <laughs> um, Dr. E asks why Norman used the word typical to describe their relationship. Norman says he just meant normal. And he goes on to over-explain. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. E asked if it is important to him to have their relationship described as normal. Norman says, no, he just doesn't think they are abnormal. He says they are close, but they had to be. Norman says, you know, my father died, right? Dr. E says he did and asked if they were close. And Norman says, no, he was my father and I loved him lots, but he was just always at work. When he died, there wasn't anyone else for my his mother to lean on. So it was very important that she knew she could rely on him. Dr. E asks if that was hard for him. Norman says, no, it was never a burden. She is my mother, and my mother is an incredibly special person. She can be so hopeful, so very optimistic that people will be good to her, and just sometimes they can take advantage. Norman says he's sorry. He just doesn't like to leave her alone. Dr. E says he understands being worried about her and asks if he thinks it's possible his mother might be happy that Norman has taken this time to think about himself. Norman says, maybe, probably, yes, but I still can't stand that I've added to the list of things to make her suffer. Oh, you know, I it occurred to me that this conversation would have been an interesting time to lay the a boy's best friend at his mother line for the first time. Oh yeah, that yeah. I thought it would have fit in there. It would have. They fit. may do it. They okay. haven't done that yet, have they? No, I don't think so. I think we would have they may that. do it later on. But I thought this. It was my opinion that that would have fit in somewhere pretty good. Yeah. But that could be something that Head Norma says to him or something. Instead of him coming up with to tell the psychiatrist. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I bet you. I could see that. I could see that totally. She says to him. Yep. Not Norma. Head Norma. Head Norma. <laughs> <laughs> um, next, we see Dylan and Emma pull up to Emma's house. There's a for sale sign on the gate. Dylan asks, Dylan says, welcome home. Emma says, I thought there would be at least a parade or something. Dylan tells her a marching band is in the back. Cuts to inside the house and Will is in the kitchen. Emma says it's good to be home, but she guesses not for long. Will says it hasn't sold yet, but there is a renter interested. He says not to worry about it right now. They are together. They made it and he offers them some tea. <clears throat> next we see Norman walking out of Dr. Edwards' office he asks what time will they meet tomorrow and Dr. Edwards says Chris will let them know in the morning Norman asks if he can make a phone call Dr. Edwards asks who he wants to call and Norman tells him his friend Emma she has CF and just had a lung transplant Dr. Edwards says he will add Norman's name to the list then we see Norman making a call to Norma and he gets her voicemail he leaves the message and tells her he hopes she's doing okay and getting through everything. And he says he is sorry. He says he thinks she was right. He's been confused about things and he's really working hard to get better. <clears throat> he says he really thinks he can do it. He says he misses her very much and he loves her and he hangs up. That was very heartfelt. I mm -hmm. believe every word of it. Totally. So, did we do a little time jump there then? I mean, so he asks if he can call Emma. Dr. 
Edward says, I'll put him on the list. And then the very next thing we see is Norman making a phone call. Yeah. Well, maybe that list, I don't really remember how it related to the rest of the episode, but it seems like it's all in one day, doesn't it? Yeah. So we're going to assume that that was it like. It sounds like, well, let's see. Yeah, it's got to, it's got to, I don't think it, this episode ran through too many days. No, I think it's all one day, but I don't know. It just seemed, when I think of like, I'll put you on the list, it's like, yeah, next week you'll be able to make that call, you know. Well, I thought I, more like tomorrow. But, yeah. Because, you know, it, it is a friend that just had surgery. and Right. He means I want to call her as soon as possible. Well, and I bought it, too. So when that happened, I asked Catherine. I was like, so do you think he was already on a list to make a call to Norma and then got on a list uh, a second time to call Emma? <laughs> I, was, I really <laughs> thought he was going to call Emma. <laughs> I didn't expect the list would take as long as you expected. <laughs> I thought it was something he could put on the list to the receptionist right when he walked out. And it was approved it was at that approved. point. Approved. Gotcha. Okay. It's, it's, I don't think this place is that corporate. And that he wasn't planning on calling Emma at all. It was just a way to get the mm. call to Norma. Yeah, you that's think, my opinion. Do you think he did that because he thought if he asked Dr. Edwards if he could call his mom, he would say no? Hmm. I think it's more like he wanted to call her, but he was. I think he was a little... You know, when he talks to Head Norma, he was a little nervous about how much he talked about her, I think, and talking about the normal stuff. Mm -hmm. And I think in his head, and rightly so, he's like, and then asking to call her right now might be a little overkill. <laughs> I'm going to have to call this girl I know. <laughs> he should have said, we used to date, you know. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> Yeah, he's all. She's the most special woman woman in the world. Where we have a typical relationship. Can I go call her right now? <laughs> Once again, Emma found herself as Norman's beard. <laughs> okay, glad we cleared that up. <laughs> Uh, next we see Emma and Dylan in her room looking at a sketch of her with her oxygen tubes Emma says she knows she looks like her but she doesn't feel like her Dylan asks what she feels like and Emma kisses him he puts his arms around her waist and she backs up and says she's a little sore there are dunglies <laughs> I wrote dunglies <laughs> that word is just overtaken Pajamas just seems like a weird word to me now. <laughs> Pajamas is a totally weird word. They're dunglies. <laughs> End of story. <laughs> there are pajamas at the foot of her bed, and she says that that's her dad's subtle way of telling her she needs to rest. Dylan asked if she needs help, and she says, are you that desperate to see me naked? Dylan says, maybe. Emma tells him he is going to have to wait. The doctor said four to six weeks. Dylan says, you asked him when we could. And Emma says, yes. And Dylan says he will put it in his phone and he leaves. <laughs> that was cute. <laughs> it was. I, I think that was like a little shock to him. We only... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I think what they're really trying to go for here with Emma and Dylan is just to show 
how much chemistry these two have compared to what Emma and Norman have last season. Like, the yes. lack of chemistry. Like It is black and white. I think it's the writer saying, anyone who wanted Norman and Emma together, look how cute these guys are. <laughs> look how cute Dylan and Emma are. And may we point you to the first date scene. Yes. The Peter Pan conversation. Yes. <laughs> As a contrast. He'll be my Wendy or whatever. And he just like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, see, Dylan and Emma, cute. Good grief. Her delivery on the Are You That Desperate to See Me Naked was adorable. It was. It was like half flirty and half, I can't believe I just said that. I know. <laughs> and I just loved his baby. <laughs> so cute. Uh-huh. Um, next we see Dr. E in his office and his phone rings. It's an officer named Mac Dixon from the Pineview station. <laughs> Mac Dixon, I know. sheriff of Pineview. I know. It's like, does he sheriff have his own show? <laughs> like, Mac Dixon. <laughs> that Whoever. is so the sheriff of a Oregon small town. Yes. <laughs> Whoever came up with that name was like, nailed it. <laughs> yep. um, he says he is calling to follow up on the Bates boy Dr. E asks if there is any news Officer Dixon says they looked into it and it's his opinion the claims made by Norman are not grounded in any kind of reality Norma Bates has no record Bradley Martin committed suicide and Blair Watson was murdered but there is a man doing 20 years for that he says I haven't located Audrey Decody yet and unless Dr. Edwards has any new information, he is inclined to label it as a false alarm. Dr. Edwards says Norman denies the claim now, and they end the call. And this is exactly how Norman Bates ends up killing Mary Queen later. <laughs> <laughs> Just this attitude. Oh, all of it's wrapped up. Yep. Um, gonna eat the sandwich. <laughs> you know. Yep. That's done. Closed case. Good. <laughs> So, okay, so Dr. Edwards did call. He called, yeah. I I said he did. I'm like, I don't think he'd lie right now. Yeah. It's too I, important to have trust with Norman. Yeah. I kind of thought he was lying. But it's, is it, is it weird that he called the Pineview office and not the White Pine Bay? Yeah. Or... Is that I just what you do? I didn't suspect for a second he would have done that. I thought he would have called White Pine Bay. No, no question. Yeah, that's what I thought too. It just I thought it was weird that he. So called... maybe it was. You know, that was his way of being half-assed. Is just calling the local police department. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. And it would have made more sense if they knew each other. Like, but. You know, this Mac Dixon was like, "Is this Doctor Edwards?" And he's like, "Speaking." You know, it's yeah, not you're like right, cause it's he not like, "Hey, Doctor, it's it's Mac." You know, I mean, good heavens, he spends all his time. He is there at all hours. Yeah, which is another reason I'm pretty sure he makes good money, and that place is expensive. Yeah, so I think he is. Plus, he has his <laughs> own. He has his own practice too. Because right. remember, yeah. So he is. He makes some money. But yeah, I just thought it was weird that he called Pineview's and he didn't know this Mac Dixon. 
Yeah, I'm just inclined to think that that's his way of just being half-assed. He knows that this guy, the sheriff, it's a lot easier for him to call the sheriff as his town than to, like, look up the number of the sheriff in White Pine Bay. True. it, it would seem, in my mind, to feel a little more like, well, I'm doing this because I have to, than really digging deep than and digging. calling Norman okay. Sheriff. Gotcha. That makes sense. That would be just a little more than he was willing to do right? at this point, because I think he really just did it to, to do it because he had to. Because he had to. He was obligated to. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm, I'm on board with that. And like like this, you know, like it did work out, this sheriff can just look up, you know, he can do it. Oh, sure. Yeah, I'm sure they all have the same, like, database they can get into. Yeah. And it's like, you might as well call their sheriff department if you have to. <laughs> you do that kind of work. You're the cop. You do it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I did my duty. <clears throat> all right. Um. Next, we see Dylan and Will in the kitchen, and Dylan tells Will Emma's asleep. It's like a little kid. <laughs> She's asleep now. <laughs> um, Will asks if Dylan will join them for dinner, and Dylan says no. He has to be in Seattle early in the morning for a job interview. Will asks if it has anything to do with Emma asking him to go with them when they move. Dylan says yes. Will asks what kind of job. Dylan says it's... It is assistant manager at the hops distributor. Dylan says it's something he would be good at. Has a lot of the same elements he was doing in the marijuana trade. Dylan says, unfortunately, he can't put that on a resume. Will tells him to lie. Everybody does it. Dylan says he's trying to be legit. Will says sometimes to do that, you have to get creative with the past. Will tells him to put down that he worked at Artful Artifacts. Give them a firm handshake and look them in the eye and Dylan says, and lie. And they both laugh. This is so Norma advice. I know. A firm handshake and look them in the eye. <laughs> you speak with authority, they'll listen. <laughs> <laughs> I still find it astounding that Mr. Dakota is so okay with Dylan. Are you astounded? Yeah, it's it, it's a little surprising, especially that he seems to be on board with Dylan moving to Seattle with him. I mean, that's kind of a yeah. big, a big step. <laughs> I mean, I know he likes Dylan, but why does he like him so much? Because he like got money by nefarious means <laughs> to give to his daughter for a transplant. It just my maybe my parent hackles are just yeah working a little bit, but I just think. Well, what would I be thinking? I mean, Dylan's a nice guy, but really, if you break it down, Emma's, is it still high school time, even though she's not going to actual high school? She may be 18, but... Yeah, she's probably Dylan's 18. Dylan's in his early 20s. <clears throat> mm-hmm. This, you know, drug trade guy that can just get money whenever he wanted. He knew he was kind of a boss, and... It's just, it's interesting. And I find it a tad unbelievable that, plus, Mr. Dakota is so overprotective. Right. I, it's very hard to think that the gesture of bringing him, like I said, kind of nefarious money to get this lung transplant would just absolutely flip him to being so pro-Dylan, he's 
he's ready to let him move <laughs> to a new town for his teenage daughter. Just that part's surprising. I was a little surprised by this. I was surprised that, especially when Will was like, "Is this about you moving with us?" You know, to Seattle. Yeah. I thought Will was gonna be like, "You know, do you want to let us get settled first and?" Let's see how it really goes with you and Emma for, you know. Yeah. And <laughs> Not Seth, like. He's just, he is absolutely, I seems he, 100% on board. He must just really feel like he's in Dylan's debt because Dylan yeah. saved Emma's life. You know. He did. And he must just, that just must be what is driving this. Is the only thing I can think of is that. You know, because what did she say when in season one when when Norma asked her what her life expectancy was? Wasn't it like 26, 27? Yeah. So she had less than 10 years, you know. And he stated last season that it's... It was going down. Her Going down, like faster than they expected. Faster than they expected, so, you know. It's just very odd. I guess yeah. you can't put a price on... Something like that, but also it'd be very hard to s- mentally, as a father of a teenage girl, I don't know, it's just a little strange. <laughs> but I think Dylan's a great guy, too. I'm just surprised that yeah. Mr. Dakota is so on board. I'm a little surprised at it, too. But he might also see it as, he must really love my daughter. He gave me all that money. He, I... Told him he should quit the drug trade. He did, you know. <laughs> Absolutely. No, that, that is a good point. And I think him, I think just the way Dylan is, and I think he's been impressed by him, and I think he hasn't sent maybe any red flags to him, you know. Right. Maybe he's just a good judge of character. And, you know, Dylan spent... A lot of time in the hospital. Yeah, and... He, some player is not going to do that. Right. And she's she had major surgery and he's still there. And, you know, it's a lot of stuff. It's There's a lot, a lot of stuff, stuff in it, the favor, in favor of him doing it. It just, it does, it surprises me a little. Yeah. They also. He was, he was very, he was presented as a very overprotective father. Yeah. And I need to, <laughs> I guess, relax that. Right. Well, they also spent. Hours and hours together waiting while Emma was in surgery. Maybe they got to know each other. <laughs> Just totally bonded. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to make this work. <laughs> yeah. Uh, next, we see someone ring the doorbell at the Bates house. Norma looks out the window of the door, and it's Chick. And he's wearing a shawl. <laughs> he says he heard she has a staying class problem. <laughs> He's there from Sam's Hardware. She says, you do stained glass? Chick tells her his primary material is iron, but he doesn't have much occasion to work with glass. He says people around here don't put that much premium on that kind of work. But he's not only motivated by economics. But he's not only, yeah. He says, he likes to make art that's wanted. He asks if he can see the piece. She lets him in. He says they have always, he has always admired the Queen Anne. Norma says the house. Chick says it was very popular at the turn of the 20th century. It's when they invented the jigsaw. It allowed people to make fine wood detail at a fraction of the cost. 
Norma says she never knew that. He just, man, he knows how to work her. Yep, he totally does. He's a smart guy. He is. He knew he knew how to work Caleb. Um, she said she loves the style, even though it's not very fashionable these days. She said she didn't get his name. He says Hogan, Chick. People call me Chick. <laughs> I think he kind of did. He say Chuck for a second. He kind of stumbled. Yes. <laughs> I wondered if his name is Chuck and people call him Chick. I don't know. I was thinking he wanted to tell her Chuck because Chick sounded weird, and then he just went, eh, people call me Chick. You know what? (laughs) I'm going with it. I'm wearing a shawl. My name's Chick. (laughs) I'm just going to have to own this name. (laughs) Don't mind the shawl. Don't mind the shawl. (laughs) She says she is Norma and takes him to the window. He says it's a shame. She says it was a break-in, and of course they didn't break any of the boring windows. He says it's unnecessarily mean. She shows him a picture of the window on her phone so he can see the pattern. He starts touching the broken part of the window, and she says to be careful, and he says, Will you learn exactly how much an edge can take before it'll cut you? I'm not in the interest of getting myself hurt. Was that like, are we supposed to make the implications that he was talking about? More than just glass? Absolutely. Yeah, I think he was... Yeah, I think he was talking about... I think he's feeling her out. I think mm-hmm. he's, you know... Yeah. I don't think he has a plan at this point. I think he's just... He saw the he, opportunity, you know. Yeah, and he... His plan is to get close to her. He doesn't know at this point about the... The right. angle that he finds out is his way in. Right, right. <laughs> um, due to Caleb's stupidity. Yep. Um, she asks what happened to him. He says he was driving and swerved to miss a dog in the road and rolled his car three times, and when he woke up, the dog was licking his face. <laughs> <laughs> Did you find it odd that it was a dog again? Yes. <laughs> oh, man, as soon as he said dog, I was like, oh, no, don't tell him. <laughs> I thought he was good. Oh, I didn't think of that. I just, <laughs> oh, just thought, okay, he's bringing up dogs. That's weird. She says, that's awful. I love it. She just reacted differently than I <laughs> just laughed. <laughs> He just came up with the story, and he just looked like so delighted that the dog was looking at his face. <laughs> I know, like it was such a great little touch, like details. He was so he delighted with the story, <laughs> and he goes to her. That's awful. <laughs> <laughs> he says, "I suppose we all have those moments in life where everything changes in a second. Again, double meaning. Yep. She asks if he can help her, and he says he'd very much like to. Yep. So, Chicken Norma, yay! Yep, that's Chicken Norma. I was hoping they were going to find a way to get a scene with these two. Yeah. And we I just... Talked about it. Yep. What that'd be like. <laughs> and it's a, and, it's lovely. I loved her face when she first saw him. Oh, <laughs> man. Like, kind of rears back. like. Mm. She opened the, the curtains a little bit more. She did like a double take with curtains. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, Vera, you're the best. Best. Um, I bet you it was hard to get through those scenes. I bet you they laughed a lot because he just looked so <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> they had a pretty cute little... Uh, she really... Uh... On Twitter, she said something really cute about him that she just absolutely loved working with him. I think she was excited she got to have a scene, some scenes with Chick. Nice. Um, okay, next we see Dylan at his job interview. The guy is asking Dylan if he managed a lot of people at Artful Art- Artifacts, and Dylan says, not exactly, it's a pretty small store. The guy looks over the resume and says, so this leadership experience... <laughs> Dylan says that paper is not going to tell him why he can do the job. Dylan comes clean about working in the marijuana industry and tells him their sales model was very similar to his. I love how he added that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> And the artisan plants and things. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he flowered it up as much as he could. Yep. <laughs> um, Dylan says the main thing is he moved from a security position to an office in less than a year. The man says that's impressive. Why isn't it on your resume? Dylan says he gets it. He knows he is a questionable candidate, but he is qualified. Dylan says he has no reason to take a chance on him, but if he does, he promises he won't disappoint. I could not have loved that he came clean more. I know. I was really happy that he did. Yeah, I just... You know, Will's telling him to lie, and Dylan's like, you know what? I'm just going to just come out. I think that it just, I think he felt that guy out, and Mm -hmm. it did give no explanation of leadership if he's, like, the manager at this tiny little store, and he's like, well, go big or go home. Exactly, exactly. (laughs) There's nothing else like a way to explain this. Yeah. You know, what's the harm? You know, so he doesn't get the job. It's one interview. Exactly. Um, And it would have been, he would have sound stupid lying about managing a store he knows nothing about. Right. You know. No, yeah. The Bateses aren't good liars. (laughs) 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 So, yep. Um, Next, we see Romero in a restaurant, and and Rebecca is there. He sits by her. He says, last night you crossed a line. You trashed my house, and you scared my wife. She says she was at the Lights of Winter Festival. He saw her there. He tells her to stop it. He tells her he doesn't have the damn key and to stay out of their house. Then he says, remember when you asked if the, DA, if the DEA was on to you? Well, they called me to ask if I knew you personally and if I had any knowledge of you laundering money. They're sniffing around, fishing. I don't think they have anything on you, but just be aware. She says she doesn't want to go to prison. She asks if he is sure he doesn't have the key, and he says he is sure. Then he says, and leave Norma and her house alone, okay? I think you understand me. Then he leaves. And he takes a bite of a sandwich. I forgot to add that. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. (laughs) So. Um, Yeah. I, okay. I wondered, I thought he was going to go a little more. And he just, I think he is so smart. And I think this was kind of Batman a little in disguise. Mm Mm-hmm. Just subtly mentioning the DEA. Yes. And that he knows they are and that they're asking him questions. I think I think that was a little... 
I could go either way on this. <laughs> exactly. You leave my wife and house alone. I liked how he called it his house. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this would be a good time to just... I had... I watched the other episode again at some point. Um, the one... The scene with those two at the bank. Okay. And I, I had a little... I had some more deeper thoughts. Okay. Um, I just watched it maybe a little differently. Um, I feel like she called him over there, was like, okay, I'm not, this isn't flirting, but I think, I think she had ideas in her head that she was going to bring up this three million and it was kind of an ace in the hole. And I think she thought when she mentioned that money, she could get him back and they were going to take the money together and go. Oh, I think in- that was exactly what was in her mind. Interesting. Says, yeah, watch it again with this in mind. Because she says, this money could be very useful for both of us. And he, and then he says again, I don't have the key. And she just, she kind of goes, she she just gives him this look like, really? Okay, you just blew it, dude. Hmm. And then she just kind of goes, huh, to herself. And then she clears her throat and whips her hair back. And I think that's why Alex brings up the joint checking account at that moment. And he brings up, he says his wife, and he says Norma Bates a few times because I think he caught up, he caught on to it. Gotcha. And... She's and after that point, she's just like, I get it. You're rubbing it in my face, and you just made a mistake. And that's how I read that scene the last time I saw it. That could totally be it. Yeah, that she thought she thought that this was her ace in the hole, and yeah. she was going to get him back, and they were going to run away together with three million and live on a island somewhere. Right. And he didn't bite. He said he. When he said he didn't have the key, she she just does this weird thing that it never I never looked at it that way. But she just like looks at him like, really, you're gonna do this? You're gonna throw this away? Okay, and you blew it. Hmm. Yeah, I like that. It's really interesting, and I strongly recommend going back and watching it with that in mind and see if you guys see it because. I really think that's what went on. And so it makes these scenes just, it's just interesting. She's, she's clearly crazy about him. And yeah. I, I think with all this in mind, I want to go back and watch that first scene with those two in her, in his in, house. In the house. And the way, you know, just the way she reacted was just very strange. That just immediate, oh, I can sleep with anyone I want. And then just kind of dissing him a little bit. It was, it was very interesting. She's weird. And I don't think he knew she was like this. And I'm not sure she knew she was like this at this point. But mm. it's coming out. And it's just going to get worse and crazier. Oh, it's definitely going to get crazier. <laughs> Especially now that she knows that the DEA did call and ask about her, you know. 
How ter I would be terrified. Oh yeah, and she was. Yeah. She's just like, I don't want to go to prison. <laughs> Well, you probably shouldn't have done that then. <laughs> you dumbass. Don't launder money. <laughs> Throw your That Bob Paris, I'm sure he was charming. <laughs> he was a charmer, but man. Just I, I just don't get throwing your life and career away for money. I just don't get that. No, and you know, say one of them took that three million. How in the heck? I mean if if uh if Breaking Bad taught us nothing, it's you just can't have all this money all of a sudden. Right. <laughs> and, you know, you had the good idea, or was it Harold, about laundering the money through the hotel and the joint checking account. That was Harold. Yeah. that's. I think that was Harold on Facebook. I think okay. he said something about that. Yeah. There's, there's just no way, though, you could... What are you going to do with this three million? Right. I mean... That's gonna be tough. You can't. You can't just all of a sudden have three million dollars. No. Uh. -uh. So. Nope. Unless you just go buy a little house in Iowa and just lay low the rest of your life. Yeah, kind of off the grid. Just off the grid. Just you know, don't just just lay low. You would have Mm -hmm. to. You. But it just wouldn't be worth it to me. It just wouldn't be worth the constant. No. Looking over my shoulder and wondering, you know. No, I would not would live not. a life that way very well at all. I would go back to working at Seven Eleven if I had to, you know. I mean, I just wouldn't. Yeah, that it just, just it'd stress me out. I'd be too stressed. Yep. <clears throat> I would never be that desperate. <laughs> no, it like you said, it's not worth it to me. <laughs> that <laughs> fear. I wouldn't be able to sleep. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I'm a wimp. <laughs> I am too. <laughs> Total wimp. <laughs> <clears throat> Next, we see Norman walk into the TV room at Pineview. And you can bet I looked around for Dickie. <laughs> oh, I totally did too. Um, he sees Jillian sitting on the couch, and Norman starts talking to him, telling him how glad he is to see him. He walks to where he can see Julian, and he is totally drugged up. He doesn't acknowledge Norman at all. Norman says he's sorry they did that to him, and Norman runs out of the room. Cuts to Norman walking outside, and he sits on a bench. We see Norma walking toward him, and he says, and she says, Norman. He gets up and runs to him, and they hug. They walk and talk about how peaceful it is there. She says she appreciates the message he left her and hope it's okay that she came to visit. He says it's more than okay. She asks how therapy is going, and he says Dr. Edwards wants to know all these personal things. She says that is part of his job. He says he knows, but he doesn't want to betray her confidence. She asks what he is worried about saying. Norman says he asked about Dad and asked if they were close, and I accidentally said no. Norma tells him it's not easy losing a father at such a young age. He didn't get a chance to get to know him. Norman says he did get to know him, and he was not a very nice man. Norma asks if that matters. Norman says Dr. Edwards will think so. Norma says Dr. Edwards' job is to make him feel better, not worse. She says he doesn't need to remember the hurtful things. His father is dead. He's dust. He's nothing. She asks if he understands, and he says he does. A man walks by them and looks at them, and Norman says, People here can be so crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Norman tells him to show the doctor that he's feeling better and they can get him out of there. 
Yep. Yes. All head Norma. That's crazy. Yep. I thought, I think I remember feeling like the, she says that she says that he doesn't need to remember the hurtful things. I felt that that felt very head Norma. Yeah. The stuff at the end about the father started. Yeah. That's pretty head Norma. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah. When the man walks by and looks at him just the way he looked. So when I looked at Catherine, I was like, I think you might be right. I think, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. I think that's not her. Um, okay. So, but I really do. I really do think that seeing Julian like that, I think Norman thought that's what could happen to him. Oh, absolutely. And it freaked him out. Yeah. Um, okay. So next we see chick pull up to the motel at night. Norman is out there changing a light bulb. She tries to help him get out of his car, and he says, no, it's important to his sense of self that he do it. <laughs> and she's like, okay. I, know, <laughs> I loved her. Okay. <laughs> it was very cheerful. <laughs> um, she tells him he can't possibly done with the, be done with the window, and he says, no, he had a moment of clarity and wanted to rent a buyer. They sit down, and he says the best version of her window is not for him to just recreate someone else's work, but to be inspired by their work and create something else that has its own life and purpose and integrity and reason for being. He pulls out a drawing he has done and hands it to her. She says, you came up with this? And he says, yes, and explains the light in her house narrows, and the light will bleed through this design a little more kindly. I have to say, I respect the writers so much that they named this episode refraction and he kind of described a type of refraction right say it that was beautiful yep exactly i mean refraction could mean other things but i look at it as light you know the way light goes through something and changes and changes right which i i think it also is referring to norman changing into norma too like yeah I just loved I thought it showed a lot of restraint to have him talk about light and have it be the episode title and right just, and not have him say like and then the window the yeah, light will refract the yeah exactly yes <laughs> which is known as refraction <laughs> Norma says no one has ever created something for her before she holds a drawing up to the light and says it's beautiful. I wish we could have gotten a better look at the drawing. I, I really, and I rewound it and tried to look I at it better. I tried to. And I, I, I'm full of questions. <laughs> the main one is, is Chick, re- Chick really planning on doing this window? <laughs> I, I kind of think he is. <laughs> I, I kind of think he's going to come through with it. <laughs> um. He tells her that yesterday when he was looking at her photos, something in his brain clicked. He says he knows her son, Dylan. She says it's a small world. Did you see her face when he says, I know your son? (laughs) She was very relieved when she said Dylan instead of Norman. (laughs) It was just that subtle. I know your son. Oh, crap. (laughs) What did he do? (laughs) And he goes, Dylan. And she's like, oh, yes. Hooray! (laughs) She says it's a small world. 
Uh, he says they are neighbors, and he thought he had a team of people out there helping him. He says the guy with the bloodshot eyes. What was his <laughs> name? <laughs> Norma says Gunner. Jake says, yeah, Gunner. And then uh, Caleb. That guy seemed to know what he was doing, and then he split. And then Jake, like, spits. I just love it. <laughs> um, Norma says, yeah, well, my brother hasn't always been the most reliable. Chick says, huh. (laughs) (laughs) That was your brother? That explains a lot. (laughs) That was my vision of the (laughs) member in the Last Supper. (laughs) When I expected someone to say Dylan and Uncle and (laughs) Romero to have like a tumbleweed. (laughs) (laughs) Throw throw through the living room as he realizes (laughs) The tumbleweed went through. <laughs> went, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I just loved it. Huh? <laughs> that explains a lot. <laughs> I think Norma totally caught on. <laughs> she gets up and says, "Oh, it's she's a- very uncomfortable about that." Yep. Yes. She says she hates to rush off, but she uh, left something in the oven. I'm surprised she didn't have ice cream. <laughs> ice cream melting. I've got ice cream melting right here. I just have to stop and change the light bulb. <laughs> Chick tells her to rush off. She tells him it's beautiful. She loves it and walks away. And Chick says, I'll be seeing you, Norma. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Caleb, Caleb, you big idiot. I know. If he would have just introduced himself as Dylan's uncle. I I just couldn't believe he'd talk about himself as Caleb's dad. I just thought that was so stupid. I know. and Shoot yourself in the foot. Shoot your sister in the foot. (laughs) (laughs) And he shot himself in the foot anyway leaving him for dead and not killing him and taking more money than he was yeah. owed so many things. So many times over. I he know. deserves to die. I'm sorry. He does. <laughs> and just He has earned his death. I don't know whose hand will do it. <laughs> how, how happy do you think Chick is that Norma let that brother slip, you know? Like... Uh, that was that was the that was what he needed. It was more than he was expecting, I'm sure. Yes. <laughs> what a gift. <laughs> like, I gotta go home and plan. <laughs> um, yeah, this next one's you, and sorry, it's a long one, but it's Norman and Dr. Edwards. <clears throat> an important one. It's an important one. Next, we see Norman and Dr. Edwards talking. Norman tells him that in group that morning, he offered some advice to Lisa. He really understood what she was saying, and it made him feel more connected. He is feeling really positive and in a good mood. Dr. Edwards asks why that is. Norman says, it was wonderful to see my mother yesterday. Dr. Edwards asks if Norman asked her to come visit. Norman says, no, it was unexpected. Do you... Do you think they have cameras on the grounds outside? I'm sure. I I would imagine they do. I it's would a too. it's a mental facility. I mean, yeah. I just wonder if he watched Norman talk and hug and 
I'm guessing there's cameras everywhere except in the patients' rooms. Yeah. You know, because there just has to be. Yeah, it would make a lot of sense to me that someone could watch the footage of Norman not seeing Norma. Right. Um, Norman says, no, it was unexpected. Did I read the sentence before that? Mm-hmm. Okay. He says it... He says he wasn't kind to her the last time she was there. He was angry and took it out on her... But she was just worried about him. She wanted him to get help, and now that he is, they are both feeling really hopeful. Dr. Edwards says, Norman, I want to ask you a question that I think you might find confusing at first. Norman says, okay. Dr. Edwards says, is it possible your mother wasn't here yesterday? Norman says, what? Dr. Edwards says, just consider it, Norman. That is all I'm asking. Norman says, you're asking me to consider that I made up my mother being here? Dr. Edwards says, not that you made it up, but that it didn't happen like it felt like how it felt. Norman says, no, the truth is that I think she came because I called her. Dr. Edwards says, I know you called her Norman, and I'm not angry about it. Norman says, you checked up on me? Dr. Edwards says, you know that you're monitored. It's part of the process of being here. We checked the number of the person you called. It was your mother's cell number. Norman says, yes, well, okay. Well, then, if I'm monitored, then I think you should know that my mother was here. We just went out for a walk in the grounds. It's not like we were hiding. Dr. Edwards says, that's how I know she wasn't here. I get an email every day with a list of all the visitors my patients see, and she wasn't on it. Norman says, well, then she just didn't check in, all right? My mother can be very obstinate when it comes to rules. (laughs) And he's right. I mean, I could see her. Absolutely. It's believable. Yeah, it is believable. Do you think there are people out there that, think that Dr. Edwards is wrong and that Norma really was there. (laughs) Hmm. I guess there could be. Yeah, I mean, it is open to that if there aren't cameras and we didn't see, we didn't see him like show him the footage of him (laughs) talking to nobody. Right. And it's like, I think Daniel said, you know, they didn't pull back like they have before and shown Norman walking alone, you know? Yes. I guess it. I guess it could be a possibility. I tend to believe. I don't think Doctor Edwards would pull a fast one on Norman like this, though. No, I think. I think it's very clear that she wasn't. She there. wasn't there. Yep. And they didn't need to spoon feed us and show us the camera or whatever. Right. Right. Um, I find it interesting that Norman is so shocked by this thought. Because the dress thing, when he hid the dress under the bed, knowing he's had conversations with his mother when he really hasn't. Right. It's just, it's interesting. Has he forgotten that, or... I don't know. I don't know. Well, weren't... Weren't those conversations in blackouts, though? This wasn't a blackout. No, I don't think so. Oh, okay. Uh, The blackouts are when he becomes her. Yeah. Not when he hallucinates her. They're just Mm -hmm. such different things. It's hard not to confuse them sometimes. (laughs) Yeah. No, it is. (laughs) Um. 
Dr. Edward says, Norman, listen to me. People will search for comfort in an unknown environment. We can miss people so much that it feels like they are with us, even when they're not. Norman says, I actually felt her. She held me. It was her laugh, her voice. Dr. Edward says, I know it was incredibly real. Norman says, it was real. Dr. E says, tell me what you talked about. Norman says, no. <laughs> no, actually, I'm not going to do that because you think I'm crazy. <laughs> Norman stands up. Dr. E says, I don't think you're crazy. Norman says, okay, listen, it's your job to make me feel better, not worse, okay? She told me you would do this. She told me that. Norman goes to the door and tries to get out. Dr. E stops him. Norman pounds on the door and screams, let me out. Dr. E puts his hand on his shoulder and tells Norman to breathe and starts counting. Norman calms down and says, you have a very soothing voice. Did they teach you that at medical school, or were you just born that way? Dr. E asks how he feels, and Norman says, how do you want me to feel? <laughs> <laughs> I just love how seductive Norman gets right out of the bat. <laughs> right off the bat. <laughs> right out of the gate. That's what I wanted to say. Uh, they stare at each other for a few seconds, and Dr. E asks if he thinks he can sit back down and finish their session. Norman says, I could, or would you prefer me to lie down? <laughs> <laughs> Dr. E says he can if he likes. Norman says, it's a very vulnerable position. I can see the appeal. <laughs> Norman's image of his mother. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so funny so nuanced <laughs> um, so then Norma sits on the Norman sits on the arm of the couch and then he says but I think I'd rather look you in the face and he sits on the couch Dr. E sits down in his chair and Norman says so where were we Dr. E says do you mind if I ask you a question Norman says, that's why we're here, isn't it? Dr. E says, what do you think about Norman? Norman says, I think he is a very weak, confused boy, easy for people to take advantage of. Dr. E says, is that what you feel I'm doing? Norman says, I think you think you're helping, but that's your ego in action. If you want to know what's really wrong with Norman, you should talk to the person that knows him best. Dr. E says, and that's you? Norman says, of course it is. I'm his mother. Man. Oh, that was so awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> oh, just. I loved it. Yeah, I. I am delighted that Head Norma flirted with him because he's been flirted with by, by her base before. <laughs> That's the that best. delights me so much. Me too. I love it so much. When he's like, me, wait a minute. <laughs> I know this desperate flirting. I know this style. <laughs> yep, absolutely. And you know, I loved also that Norma, Head Norma says, I think you think you're helping, but that's your ego in action. And Dr. Edwards gives this little chuckle, kind of a touche chuckle. Totally. <laughs> wow. <laughs> just, I like that. 
Yeah, I just love how when Norman becomes Norma, he just says things that she would say. I just love it. Mm-hmm. It's great. Cause that's ex- her very well. Yeah, because that's exactly the type of thing she would say, you know. Oh, I really did not. I mean, I did talk about it before, but it's so thrilling to me that Dr. Edwards just talked to Norma and he knows it. Yes. Yes. That just I love me. I same. I love that he knows it. That that they're making him a smart, astute, you know, yeah. and not like Where is this going to go? I know. It's that's so interesting. Yep. Oh, I'm just oh, I'm so happy. I I love, I love that they're doing this. They're doing. I mean, we were all a little, oh, don't separate Norma and Norman. I don't want him to be in Pineview for too long. You know, we love their scenes together, but, man, they're making it so good. Oh, it's, it's so like, fascinating. I'm glad he's there. I want to see him and Dr. Edwards now. Yeah. I'm, oh, yeah. You know, I want to see what happens here. Cause I'm so excited that they went there. I am, too. And so soon, you know. Yeah. I mean, we have five episodes left. That's, I mean, it doesn't yeah. seem like a lot, but they can do a lot. Look oh, at, yeah. Look at what they've already, I mean, <laughs> Romero and Norma are married already. <laughs> in, the, in the first five, you know. Yep. So. In the first two. But <laughs> yes. It's just very exciting. I, I really like where this is going. Yeah. I am just thrilled. Yeah. And I'm happy for Dr. Edwards too. Like the this pace is... of his career. He botches it up somehow, either with death or just botching it up, but for now this is the case of his career. It is. It'll probably be his undoing. I don't know what's gonna happen. I just can't imagine. I know. I know, but this this He'll have to work for that money he's been earning, you know? Mm-hmm. It's not just, my kid's annoying here, you guys take him, you know? <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, yep, I'm excited. I love where they're going. Um, okay, move on? Yeah. Okay. So next we see Romero walking out of the police station at night. He walks to his truck and Rebecca is there. He tells her she can't be there. He told the DEA he didn't know her personally. She says, I can't believe we got married. You said you were never going to get married. It's my fault. I should have known. I should know when a guy says says that, it means he is never going to marry you. He says, Rebecca. And she says, she tells him, no worries. She's being stupid. She tells him to go home to his wife. Whatever it is she's got, it must be something, and she leaves. You know, this this girl needs to have crazier eyes. Yeah. <laughs> she doesn't have the crazy eye tell. She doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> she really doesn't. They're there in theory. I know. Though. I know. She's a little hard to read, because when she kind of smacked herself on the forehead, what, what am I doing? I'm so stupid. Just go home, you know. I believed her. I don't. Yeah. I don't think that she was. She could have been a, drinking. I think she was a little drunk. Yeah. 
I think she and, finished uh, her lunch and went to the bar or went home. You know. Yeah, it might be. She should probably stay off the sauce because she was, you know, thrown back that hot toddy. Yep, <laughs> that's right. Found herself at their house. <laughs> yep. It might be when she gets a little drunk, maybe her... Makes stupid She gets decisions. emotional about this, yeah. Yeah. And it, it was sad, you know. It... Well, you know, Catherine and I were talking about it after the... and. After we watched this, and I mean, in a way, we kind of feel sorry for her, you know? I mean, yeah. why didn't he want to marry her? Well, you know, I know that I've heard of this thing in real life and in fiction that these men that, you know, women date or even live with for years just say they're not the marrying kind and then they dump them and get married two weeks or get engaged two weeks later. Right. It's like, okay, you just didn't want to marry me. I right. see that. And that is sad. It's sad. And that's what's happened to her, you know? And you know that she had, he would probably say that. I'm, I'm sure he did say that. And in her mind, she was like, I'll change him, you know? Yep. Cause I just, I just don't think a relationship can be just strictly sexual without one of the party and most likely the woman just having feelings. Our brains just go that way, you know? It's true, but I'm, I'm just a big proponent on know what you're getting into and be prepared for it. If you're going to have casual sex, right, you need to be, you have the responsibility of going into it that way and having that mentality and not going to this. Right, right. We, that's just how I feel about it, although it's No, I it's agree. Hard to, and I'm sure she would agree too, but your emotions can really get the better of you. Right, and it could be that that's, that is how she went into it. Like, she did want it to be just casual, and then she just started getting feelings for him, you know, yeah. like couldn't help it couldn't help it and it sounds like she was in major denial and it's just getting the better of her right now yeah but but also this little speech she gave told me that she was doing it when they were together too right you know it sounds like they had talk about the talk about marriage she secretly was like i think you're right like i can change him mm-hmm because a lot of wow, people do that. just stunned her, and, you know, she doesn't know that he, well, she he is in love with her, but the fact is he did marry her for the insurance. That definitely drove it to where it went quickly like that. Right. She doesn't know that story, but he, the fact is, too, he's butt crazy in love with her. <laughs> Norma. <laughs> Right. But I don't know. Part of me kind of feels sorry for Rebecca. No, I can see. I can you see know, that. It just. That, that would be tough. That would be a sting. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So next we see Dylan and Emma lying on her bed. She asks if he gets benefits. He says probably. She says that is so sexy. He says he hasn't officially... It is kind of sexy. (laughs) (laughs) 
He says he hasn't officially been offered the job yet. She says she can't believe he told him he was a drug dealer. And he says, marijuana distribution manager. (laughs) (laughs) She says she might have kicked him out of the office at that point. Dylan laughs and says he was never going to be smart enough to work for her. She says she is glad he told him the truth and that it went well. She is proud of him. Then she sits up and tells him that yesterday her scar didn't really hurt. She was just embarrassed that she had one. She says it's hideous, and he says, no, it's not. And she tells him he hasn't seen it. He says he doesn't care, and she says she does. She says she hated her oxygen tank, but that was never a part of her. But this is, and she doesn't want it to have power over her. She says she wants to get it over with, and she lifts up her shirt and shows him the scar. She says it's gross, huh? He gets off the bed. (laughs) When Kat and I were watching it. When he got off the bed, I'm like, what? She just, like, walks out the door, like, leaves, like, see ya. (laughs) As he's walking out the door, that was the grossest thing I've ever seen in my life. (laughs) We were laughing so hard. (laughs) He pulls, like, the Norman when Bradley's like, I don't want to be alone, Norman. I gotta go. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> He's like, you sicken me. <laughs> I never want to see you again. <laughs> he just gets off the bed and leaves. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. He gets off the bed and takes off his shirt and starts showing her his scars. The bullet wound from when Shelby shot him. A scar from when he was plowed down by a car. She sees another one and asks about it, and he starts imitating Quit and says, Tiger Shark, 13-footer. Sometimes, Chief, you know a shark, he looks you in the eyes. <laughs> she starts laughing. He tells her this is important stuff, and he starts imitating Quit again, and she starts laughing. And he says, how are you going to survive a shark attack if you can't listen? <laughs> <laughs> she says she will blow it up with a gas tank. He tells her it was an oxygen tank. They like They lay back down on the bed and start kissing. Yeah, I thought that was adorable. He's like, she says gas tank. He's like, I hate to tell you, but it was, <laughs> it was an oxygen, oxygen tank. <laughs> that was too good. Yeah. <laughs> I I liked the scene, but yeah, there were some little a little torn. I liked it, and I think again, it's just them. Something bad's gonna happen. These they're so cute together, and yeah. they get each other's jokes, and you know, joke around a lot. And one of them's gonna die. Who's <laughs> 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 it gonna be? <sighs> I don't know. I think it's gonna be Dylan. Yeah. Boo. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Sue. <laughs> I know. I don't. I don't want either of them to. I think he's gonna get caught up in this chick Caleb thing because he. I don't know. He's got it's... really, really weird feelings about Caleb. I know, but man, if he dies to save Caleb or something, 
Oh, oh man. Oh, I'm so mad. <laughs> so angry. <laughs> I'll write a letter to those writers. <laughs> Sue hulks out. <laughs> I totally would, because that would just be awful. It'll be She-Hulk. Yep. Uh, so next week... Hey, Lola. <laughs> Hi, Lola. <laughs> Just drank a bunch of water. At least. I was not in a position to get sprayed by her shaking. <laughs> um, okay. Next we see Romero walk into the Bates house. Norma is at the piano singing. He walks in and watches her. She sees him and stops and asks what he's, when he snuck in. I thought she should have been more scared than she was. <laughs> yeah, your house I think I'd be a little on it. <laughs> I'd totally be on it. <laughs> she totally didn't see him till he was standing right there. Yeah. And she, there was a small startle, but it wasn't as satisfying as it would. I, I would have jumped out of my skin. <laughs> <laughs> He tells her he heard her playing and didn't want her to stop. She tells him she thinks she found an amazing guy to fix the window. It might be even more beautiful. He's a real artist. Romero sits down next to her and takes her hand. She says the break-in might have been a blessing in disguise. She asks if he has found out anything about it, and he says yes, and it's handled. Then she says, did you kill Bob Paris? He doesn't say anything. She says, why did you do it? He says, I had no choice. And they stare at each other, and she grabs his face, and they snuggle. Nuzzle. They nuzzle. That's why I have a question mark. I'm like, they <laughs> snuggle? I couldn't, I couldn't think of what the word was, what they were doing. Yes, nuzzle. The proper word is nuzzle. You're right. That, yep. <laughs> they snuggle? <laughs> what are they doing? <laughs> what is the word for that? <laughs> nuzzle. Yes. That was cute. Yeah, he he does reach for her hands a lot mm -hmm. and caresses them, and I think that's there's just something about that. It's such a sweet thing. It's it's a human contact thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, reaching for hands and holding hands is all about human contact, and it. It, Mama bears me up that he's been alone and lonely. He, he had Rebecca <laughs> for a roll in the hay once in a while. <laughs> but it's just Norma is this very comforting. Mm -hmm. She's a crazy hot mess and he knows it. But there's also that side of her that is. I, I just love that he reaches for her hand so much because that's such a touching sweet human contacty kind of craving and I love it mm -hmm. it's a it's a cute little thing that they're obviously doing I don't know if it's his you know something that maybe Nestor thought would be a good thing to integrate as something that he feels his character would do or what but it works it works yep. very well. It's very sweet. It's mm -hmm. 
It's, it says a lot. It does. It says, you know. It says a lot about him. It does. I like how uh, I like how into this marriage he is. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> and I like how into it she is. <laughs> I like how he's acting as if it was... A normal marriage, like they dated, they got engaged, and they got married. Yeah. <laughs> I can't help but the phrase "they're playing house" um, kind of comes to my mind. Yeah, it's like they're living out this fantasy, both of them for their own reasons and desires, but. It's this little utopian fantasy that we all know is not going to last. They probably know is not going to last, but it's it's a wonderful thing for both of them for possibly different reasons, but some of them the same. Something they both need and want and crave. Yeah. Yeah, and, and it's getting it for this little window of time, and I'm glad the show is giving it to us for this long. Same. Yeah, and I think it's, you know, his, her life had just been so centered around Norman, you know, it's like him, you know, now he's there too. There's there's someone else that you can love, you know. Yeah, that, because, He you doesn't know, we need know. to be the center of your world, Norma, you know. <laughs> yeah, again, Daniel, close your ears, but <laughs> she's... She relied on Norman as this man she can rely on, but she, you know, and Vera said this, and I didn't believe it for a while until I heard it, and it clicked with me, is that her side of it is very innocent, and it's not sexual to her. Mm -hmm. And I firmly believe that. And to be able to have this man right now that is treating her well, and loves her and is caring for her and it's it's everything you know she never thought she'd have right and she was using norman as kind of a oh man the soul based people are just <laughs> wanting to strangle <laughs> me right now <laughs> but no it's true i mean cause she but it's true she i'm sorry probably you know gave birth to dylan and all she, you know all she could do is probably see caleb you know Mm-hmm. And so then, you know, she gets together with Sam and, and has Norman. And here's this, and she's, you know, Sam's not a great guy, but here's this baby that she can love. The, the love that she's that wanted to give. Her. Yeah. You know, now she's got something. And now that went on for, you know, 18 years. And now there's this new man who does sweet things like, just grabs her hand just casually like it seemed like it was just a instinct not like a yeah and she doesn't have to i doubt either of her... use him to get what she wants right he wants to be there and right and i doubt there's this very mutual need they both have for each other yeah and her other husbands probably didn't do sweet things like that like just you know casually just hold her hand you know no, I mean it's possible. At least they pro- they might have at first. The very first, right? And kind of hooked her in. 
and then I bet that disappeared quite quickly. Pretty quickly, right? Caleb made it. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I just ruined it. <laughs> Thanks a lot. <laughs> but yeah, it's and I I don't think it was an accident that she brought up the Bob Paris and, you know, like I said, almost jokingly a little while ago about the zing went the strings of my heart. It was all about Alex. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she, well, she didn't, she had that song in her head cause she's been thinking about him all day. Oh, her look when she's staring at that newspaper, them, them and the paper. Yep. Yeah. Just kind of twirls her ring a little bit. Yeah. <clears throat> that blissful little look on her face. And I think she's absolutely flattered and as appreciative as I expected her to be about him killing Bob Paris for her. I mean, what a gesture. <laughs> that that was a big deal in their relationship, this Bob Paris thing and him calling the DEA. I mean, it, it brought on that crazy, uh, oh, yeah. that horrible, awesome scene. Yeah. And, and then he turned around... And killed him for her to protect her. I mean, that is what a gesture for Norma. And I knew that she would see it. And that's, you know, like I've said, that's how I predicted they'd get together is she would recognize that as a a grand gesture that put her all in with, Norma, you know, Romero. And then they'd get together. But it worked out a different way. And. I think I think we're going to have another really great episode with those two or at least half an episode or something. I don't know what's going to happen, but that was a grand gesture. Mhm. And I know she's been loving on him and kind of hesitantly loving him but now I think it that was a that was a game changer I think so again yeah having it's getting late and I'm having trouble putting that into words I hope people get what I'm trying to say I think we get it (laughs) that's gonna further his cause even more right this grand gesture Did we finish? Is that the end? No. No, no, we have the other. Okay. Next we see Norman at Pineview. Dr. E is waiting for him and he says he wanted to check on him before... Check on him because it was a big day. Norman agrees and says he is sorry for being so emotional. Dr. E says, you know you blacked out, right? Headache? Norman says yes and Dr. E says it's a common side effect and ibuprofen and sleep should help. Dr. E says, I never want you to feel alone here, Norman. We'll figure this out. And he leaves. I was very touched that he said that. He, mm-hmm. He's like, boy, this kid's got problems. <laughs> oh, how can, yeah. I mean, it's just not normal to turn into your mother. <laughs> so, Man. 
Yeah. What an interesting case. <laughs> I know. But yeah, I thought that was sweet that he said that too. That he waited for him. You know. Mm-hmm. Um. So next we see Norma in the kitchen reading the newspaper. There are pictures of her and Romero at the Lights of Winter Festival. Oh, this is when she sees it. Nope. I thought it was already passed. Nope. <laughs> she smiles and plays with her wedding ring. Her doorbell rings and it's Chick. They walk into the kitchen and she asks what he thinks about adding an iron railing to the outside stairs. I'll tell you what I think. Boo. <laughs> I think it sounds like it would be awful. Yeah. <laughs> oh. That's my two cents, Norma. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, he says, I have this thing. It's my mantra. I never want to be out of integrity with myself. That's my thing. Norma says, sure. <laughs> then Chick says. <laughs> She's like, that is not my mom. <laughs> <laughs> then Chick says, you know that story that I told you about the car and the dog licking my face? It wasn't true. And I'm not out of, in- and I'm out of integrity with myself and you don't deserve that, Norma. She tells him not to worry about it. Chick says, we did not meet by accident. We were both hurt by the same person. You said that Caleb was your brother, but when Caleb introduced himself, it was as Dylan's father. I mean, I only put all this together yesterday, but there aren't that many ways that adds up, right? She could have said, we are step. Yeah. He's my stepbrother. If she thought on her feet and lied better, she could have. (laughs) That's right. She could have done that. Yep. Yep. Um, Norma says, you're probably confused. Caleb is crazy. <laughs> that's, that's Norma. <laughs> nice job, Norma. <laughs> Put it on him. Nailing it. <laughs> you're confused. <laughs> Chick says, do you want me to be out of integrity? Or wait. Chick says, do you want to be out of integrity with yourself, Norma? She tells him she wants him to leave. Chick says, why? Because you slept with your brother? Are you ashamed because he raped you? Or are you ashamed because you loved him? Norma asks him what he wants, and Chick says, Caleb beat me, stole my money, and drove off my wife and child. He had no idea the cause and effect of his actions, but that does not remove responsibility. He disappeared. I want to know where he is, Norma, and I want you to tell me. Norma says, you want to kill him? Chick says, is that what you want? Norma says, no. Chick says, why not? I mean, there must have been times when you thought, if I just, if I was just stronger, if I had a knife... I mean, why not? That would feel good, right? After all this time, just to... Maybe you don't know what you want. Norma starts crying and tells Chick she doesn't know where Caleb is. He says, it's okay. You can think about it. You can think about what you need, and I'll think about what I need. And he leaves, and the episode ends. So interesting, he brings up, like, if I had a knife yeah, in what the do you kitchen think was- that she killed Keith Summers in. I know. <laughs> I honestly wondered if he found out about the Keith Summers thing. But I'm like, how could he have? I don't think so. I think... It's just weird. It was really on the nose. Yeah, because, I mean, she was stronger. She did have a knife. (laughs) And it did feel good. She killed the crap out of him. Yeah. (laughs) But, yeah, interesting. See, I like Chick and his integrity. He didn't like that he lied to her. He wanted to be honest with, you know? Yeah. 
I might be a little more cynical about it. I'm a little cynical, but I I don't think he wants to harm Norma. Yeah, and you know, it really didn't sit well with me that he was sending Dylan to go off to be killed. That didn't sound like Mm -mm. chick to me, and it really disturbed me. And then when I figured out that he didn't know, and then he confirmed it, I believe him. He did not send Dylan out there to get killed. Mm-mm. He did not know that was going to happen. Nope. Um, so that's good. Yep. I just don't know. How shocked do you think he was that she... I'm Now I am really want to see all the Caleb chick scenes last season. And I want to, because you know his all, that explains a lot. And I know that there was a lot of, he could tell Caleb had a lot of baggage. And I don't remember how much he told him about well, getting along with his sister or something. They did have that one scene together where Caleb was like, was he like, did he have an axe and was like hitting a tree? Yeah. And that's when yeah. Chick's like, do you want to hug it out? And, yeah. You know, and. I mean, I know. And going to leave town and then decides to stay and that it's very complicated. Yeah, I think Chick's putting that together like that. That's what he means. Like, that explains a lot. Like, a lot of Caleb's... Because Caleb was, like, crying and... Saying that he's going to leave town and Caleb's like... Or Chick's like, you're going to leave your son and... I don't know. Yeah, I want to watch those again, too. Yeah, it just, it, I don't know, it's weird, and well, and I, th- I just wonder how much he was expecting her to be like, yes, kill him, oh good, or the way she did act, which is like, no, I don't want you to kill him, but, and he did mention, or is it because you loved him, you know, which he kind of just shrugs off. I say, think he's you know? just trying to fill her out. Yeah. I think that's why he was like, are you mad because he raped you or are you ashamed that you loved him? I think. I I really loved his delivery of why not? I know. (laughs) When she says no. Yeah. I I just think it comes back to. You feel where the edge is going to hurt you, you know, I think he's just feeling her out like. Is she going to be. You know, oh, here, yes, please go kill him. I've always wanted to. Here's here's his address, you know. Yeah, or how hard is it? Is he going to have to push to get her to find him? Right. For him. Is, you know, is this something she's going to do fairly reluctantly or kicking and screaming that he's going to have to maybe do more than he's willing to, yeah. to get her to do it? But, man, good episode. And so, yeah. you know, again, there's just so many little subplots a lot of times on shows i don't really care about the i like the main story more than like the little things going on but yeah and we've had that problem with the show with like the zane stuff right right but has this been a few years since we've had this problem with this show their subplots are great this season it's just i mean you got norman and pineview and all that's going on now you got caleb and chick you got Romero and Norma, Rebecca, and it's all interesting. I mean, I would it's say all 
really interesting. You know, I would have to say the worst one is the Dylan and Emma stuff, the most boring one. But still, I don't hate it. I don't, no. I don't roll my eyes when they're on screen and be like, they're wasting I don't time either. on these two. You know, get back to the other stuff. I'm not doing that. No. They're, they're, they're a cute little couple. And their scenes aren't that long anyway, you know. No. So, man, this this season, I am loving it so much. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I hope Carrie's watching it. Where are you, Carrie? I know. Carrie sent us a Facebook message after the season. After season three. After season three, saying that she was closing that one Facebook account that... And opening another one, I think she had two already or something. And the one that had joined Yes Mother, she was going to close. So she let us know and she was going to join Yes Mother again. And she has not done that. And so we're all just wondering about Carrie and how she's doing and if she's watching and how she's liking it. I hope she's... I'm wondering about Elizabeth, too. I'm thinking that maybe she didn't get on... Oh. Too busy to watch right now. Yeah, she's probably in Malaysia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Somewhere exotic. Yeah. But... Or Italy or something. Anyway. We miss, uh, you know, I'm Elizabeth. We hope the Arcanum Club's not too boring right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably a little boring without Bob. Yep. Elizabeth has been... Looking for the key. She's busy. <laughs> <laughs> she has to take up Bob's mantle. That's more what I'm thinking. <laughs> She's running the place. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> All the nefarious deeds. Someone's got to do them. That's right. Now that Bob's gone. She's out buying clothes. Six innings. <laughs> <laughs> Sexy stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well cool I'm excited I'm glad that we've got another one in a week yay me too so I was thinking I was like uh, I almost feel like maybe for the last two episodes I want to I wish I wasn't podcasting because it's almost tempting to just not watch and then watch them both <laughs> on the same night <laughs> Or the last three. Right. Uh, nope. <laughs> nope, we do not have that luxury. We are not doing that. So. No spoilers, I guess. Well. <clears throat> or do you want to talk a little? I, it came it, on and I watched it. Came it came on right after. <laughs> yeah, I don't. The only part I really remember is what we've seen before. Norma yelling at someone on the bridge. Well, let me see if I can find it. And Kat and I are pretty convinced it's Rebecca. Yeah, I just think that that's the most interesting story right now, is that it's Rebecca. Yeah, I don't think it's Chick. Nah. Okay, so let's, uh, let's spoiler section, let's close out in spoiler section, because I'll okay. yeah. check the title and stuff and try and find it. Okay. Um. Well, we hope you... Join us next time. This was a fun one to talk about. Yeah, they all have been. Yeah. But this. Oh, we didn't like do ratings or anything. Oh, jeez. 
<laughs> it's, it's late. Nothing. It's late. <laughs> yeah, I I gotta give it like a nine, nine and a half. It, it was great. Nine and a half shawls. <laughs> Nine and a half what? Shawls. Shawls. <laughs> Red shawls. Um, I am trying to think of something that would make it not a 10. No dicky. No dicky. <laughs> I'm going to give it a 9.75. Nice. Um, staples in Emma's chest. <laughs> There was like 200 of them. (laughs) I know, there was way more than (laughs) 9.7. Yeah. Do you have a what the bip? Hmm. Maybe... No, I don't. I really don't either. It. No, what the bit moment? I know nothing really made me go. What the bib? I mean, I guess I could just what the bib. What chick's gonna do? But that's. Yeah, there really wasn't a what the bib moment to me. Maybe what the bib. Why did Dr. Edwards ask if Norman liked the food? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I want to know that too. I mean, I know I got Norman talking about his mom, and I guess that that just seems weird that he knew that would happen. I think therapists like to throw out a disarming question to just see how they answer it sometimes. Okay. I feel like that's a thing. All right. Well, I'm going to up the bit that. That's that's what's a bibble. Yep. And. What the bip? Where's Dickie? Yeah. Dickie totally bip? could have been the, in that TV room and been like... They were in the TV room and there was no Dickie. I know. Told, I'm appalled. He could have been there. <laughs> what the bip show? Where he could have walked up on Norman having his conversation with that Norman. <laughs> Dickie could have been in this. I wanted Dickie to join in. <laughs> Dickie, I'm talking to my mother. Well, Hello. <laughs> it's nice to see you. <laughs> but you can't see me. I'm invisible. Well, I still mean it. <laughs> I still mean it. <laughs> oh, Dickie's a case of me. What the hell? Where was Dickie? Yeah, two two places he could have been. <laughs> Here, the what the bips are unearthing now. Yeah. So, all right. Well, join us next time. We're gonna do a gonna very do a small section. spoiler. But if you don't want to listen, then join us next time. And until then, chill your own ass. Yep. Bye. Bye.
I'd like to think that all this constant interaction is just the kind to make you drive yourself away. Each simple gesture done by me is counteracted and leaves me standing here with nothing else to say. Completely baffled by a backward indication that an inspired word will come across your tongue. Hands moving up, but to propel the situation, I've simply halted now the conversation is done. There's no For the proper time to tell you that it's impossible to get along with you It's hard to look you in the face when we are talking So it helps to have a mirror in the room I've not been really looking forward to the performance But there's my cue and there's a question on your face Fortunately I have come across an answer Which is go away and do not leave a trace is called The Vault. You. Do they call safety deposit boxes vaults? I don't... I bet you they're in a vault. Yeah. I'd be surprised if that comes to a head. I would too. By at this point. I'm not ready for that yet. I feel like that's going to be Yeah. still an issue. So yeah. I'm not sure that that's going to be The Vault. It's kind of ominous, though, like the pit. It is. Like the pit was. Yeah. It's a little pity. <laughs> That's a pretty pity name of an episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
It says, Norman uncovers painful truths as his therapy progresses. That brings to mind, maybe they show him videos of him blacked out? Maybe. Just uncovering painful truths. Painful truths. Just kind of, is almost like undeniable stuff that he yeah. tangibly sees. Right. It may not be as far as that, but that makes sense. Mm-hmm. That there's cameras around and that they, now that they've introduced the possibility that he's, and has kind of a diagnosis for him. Well, I betcha, I betcha it could just be a recording. Don't, don't most therapists like record the sessions? Hmm. Yeah, so he wouldn't even have to see himself as Norma. He would just have to hear it. Him call himself, I'm his mother. Yeah. 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 So interesting there. And it says Norma works to prevent a secret from being revealed. The only the thing that immediately pops in my mind with that is that Caleb is her brother. Yep. I mean, Caleb is Dylan's, Dylan's father, father to Romero. Yep. Which makes me revisit the thought that it is Caleb on the bridge, because I don't think that's a secret Rebecca's going to be privy to. <laughs> Although, <laughs> if she... What if she was outside the house or something and heard that conversation with Chick, and then that would be so great for her to find out. Oh, man. To, to tell um, Romero. Oh, I don't want her to have the upper hand like that. I don't either. No. But wouldn't it be great? <laughs> Jeez. How could Rebecca find it out? I don't know. I don't know. Because when Norma's That's on the bridge, she's like, yeah, she's screaming at the person, you're ruining my life. Yeah, and, and if, and she doesn't, it's really hard, she's yelling so intently, it's hard to even hear it, but I think she says, if you want to ruin my life, go right ahead. Right. Just, it sounds like just the last desperate, just, ah, I'm done. <laughs> I'm screwed, and you know, I just this don't... is all I can do is yell that. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess I can see in Norma's mind if Romero finds out that's going to be a game changer, but I just don't think it is. Well, think about it. That's, that's, she's got a lot of secrets, but that is the shameful one of her life that I think has driven her life. Right. Since that happened. I think that's her defining secret shame. Right. And she'd feel very vulnerable for at this point, especially to have Romero find that out. Yeah. No matter, and we both feel like he would handle it okay. Right. But it is her defining secret. So she probably has a different view of it. Yeah. I mean, to us, even if it was, you know, quote unquote consensual, at first. To us, it never could have been. Right. She was younger. She right, was underage, right. and it was her brother, and that's manipulative. And then he out and out raped her without her consent. Right. And it was horrible and was an awful moment in her life. So I can see it. 
and you know, but there there are other secrets though that it could be, but that's just the one that pops in my mind. And then it says Romero assists an old friend despite the risk to his career. That's interesting. I don't think he had any friends left that haven't been killed. <laughs> Are they talking about Rebecca? Could be. Probably, I guess. But that's a weird way to put it. But I bet you it's her that they're talking about. Yep. Well, that's interesting. Good stuff. I'm excited. Me too. I heard a shooting location rumor for the last episode. Oh, really? It's well, it's a it's kind of a startling shooting location. So it's spoilery in that way. Okay. Do you want to hear? Yeah. Okay. There's um, a shooting location of a funeral home. Oh, shit. Mm Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, that's spoilery. Yeah, (laughs) that one kind of... (laughs) (laughs) I asked. (laughs) One kind of blew Twitter up, so there was no way I could avoid it. Right. Huh. Um, There's no... There's no pictures of it, so you can see who's there and who's missing. That's all I heard. I mean, there might be pictures, but those are deeper spoilers than I care to see. Yeah. Yeah. Could be Dicky. Yeah, you know, it really could. It could be an Oculus. Yeah, it could be. Yeah. Could be Caleb. Yeah, it could be Caleb. It could be Dylan. Could be Dylan. Could be Emma. Could be Romero. Oh. You know, I just looked on IMBD, and they have him down at this point as the number one star. Wow. Which tells me they're not going to kill him. Yeah. But then Olivia Cook was second, and then Vera was third, which seemed weird. weird. I don't know why the order was like that. I would... No no disrespect to Nestor, but I would put it as Vera, Freddy, and then Nestor. (laughs) Yes, I would too. Interesting. Hmm. Funeral home. What? Puts a little worm in my ear. (laughs) (laughs) But full disclosure, we've gotten that information. (laughs) Which, you know, it could be a really big deal. It could not. Right. But I could see them. It, we're on the second to last season, and that was the final episode, I believe. Right. So, they, like it, you've been saying with Buffy, people are gonna start. People dying. are gonna start dying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So far, it's only been you know Bradleys and right, Blairs, Blair Watsons. I can see a major character going. In the penultimate season finale. It could be Bradley. It could be a funeral for Bradley. Hmm. 
they wouldn't have been able to have one because, you know, they assumed her body, like, washed away. Yeah, when you hear funeral home, to me, it's like a family, a scene of, maybe I'm just thinking of uh, Six Feet Under or something, but a family planning a funeral. But it could very well just be a funeral that's not out at the gravesite. Right. It could just, you know, be someone in town. It could be Rebecca's, you know. Yeah. Hmm. Lots to think about. But I also see it being very possible that a major character goes. Yeah. Could be Emma. Could be Emma. She could, you know, they put the fact out there that you can reject your lungs. An organ at any time. Sure. And she was scared of it. And so. Yeah. That would be a devastating. Mm hmm thing very tragic but it's it's a real possibility cool 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 all right i think i don't know it's hard to tell what's actually going to happen in this episode but it's looking like freddy maybe gets out i don't know I, I think the bridge scene might happen. Yeah, I mean, they've been showing us the bridge scene for, like, the last two or three episodes, so they don't always... Yeah. It's not always, <clears throat> like, they show us exact. you know, everything is from the next episode. No, they don't. They usually show groups of about three or four episodes. Right. And... Oh, and I'd like to add to all those no marrow shippers that are anxiously awaiting the bed scene with the white sheets <laughs> that was a flash in the last few promos I believe the uh, killing of Bob Paris is an excellent precursor for that <laughs> scene <laughs> it's coming people <laughs> it's, it's coming and that was the that was the last straw that will bring to pass that <laughs> scene <laughs> Nice. <laughs> Just my thoughts. Something to up the ante. Yeah. And I have a sinking feeling that that's kind of the possible last hurrah of Norma and Alex. Because I think I think Norman's coming, and I think <laughs> things are going to change. <laughs> Enjoy it while you can, kids. Yep. Yep. <laughs> He's coming. Norman's coming. Norman's coming home. Like, oh, Game of Thrones is all about winter's coming. Norman's coming. <laughs> Was that like a... It's a big thing. I don't know because I don't watch Game of Thrones, but you hear it a lot. Winter's coming. Must be a big thing. seen t-shirts and yeah. I have. I was talking about Mom, I'm coming home. Is that like a Guns N' Roses? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> That'll be a good song for when he does <laughs> I don't even know what song it is. I think it's Mom, I'm coming home. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert, I'm not a Guns N' Roses fan. <laughs> but I did grow up in the 90s. <laughs> it was unavoidable on some level. <laughs> Or I was, a teen, I was a teenager in the 90s. That was like my era. Yeah. I'm a Gen Xer. 
<laughs> Guns and Roses happened. <laughs> it happened while I was in high school, yeah. Yeah, I did my best to avoid it. It was hard to avoid. Mm-hmm. All, All right. right. Well, I gotta go to bed. All right. Well, all right. Thanks for joining us for the spoiler section. Yep. And we'll see everybody next time. All right. All right.